Welcome to GraceNets. Much has been written on the subject of prayer. Perhaps it's because it seems somewhat mysterious. There's no specific method and no guaranteed outcome. Why should we pray then? Is it just to get what we want? Or to change God's mind about something? No. It is to fulfill one of man's greatest needs, to have fellowship with our Creator. God has much to say about prayer. In fact, He commanded that we pray. It's not for His benefit, it's for ours. We get to see who's on our side, who understands, and who can help us. On our program today, Barbara Sandbeck will explore the scripture to see how we can pray more effectively. My husband recently started a new job that takes him away from home almost 12 hours a day. Previously, he'd been out of work for quite a while. We spent so much time together, we kidded that we were connected at the hip. (laughs) I have to admit, I really miss him these days. I can't wait to hear how his day went when he gets home. Now, being a man of few words, I always say, tell me everything, all the details. I I just want to feel like I was with him when he did what he did. I suppose in a small way, that's how it is with our Heavenly Father. Though he's never away from us, he wants us to choose to include him in every part of our day, the day he made just for us to live out. After all, if we are a believer in Jesus, we are both his child and his bride. We are connected to him. The Apostle Paul understood the connected at the hip idea when he wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray continually, and in Philippians 4.6 to pray in every situation. When my oldest grandson was two, he had an imaginary buddy he said was with him all the time. He'd talk to him on the phone and invite him to play. He knew how to have fellowship. Well, God certainly is not an imaginary being, but the same principle applies. We have to make a concerted effort to practice the presence of the Lord. Psalm 1611 says that in the presence of God is fullness of joy, and at His right hand are pleasures evermore. To experience this, Jeremiah 2913 states that we must seek Him with all our heart. That's not a casual approach. If we casually desire to be in His presence, His presence will be casually manifested to us. A friend once asked me how to pray. The simplest answer I could give her was to speak to God as you would your best friend. Be open, honest. Begin by thanking Him just for who He is, then for what He's done. Start with big things like His marvelous creation, and then take it down to smaller things like good drinking water. Include the reading of His Word, the Bible, in your prayer. It's His love letter to you. Take time to listen to Him speak to you. Here are a few verses on how Jesus said we are to pray. Matthew 6, 6-8 says, We are to pray to our Father God. When we receive Jesus as our Savior, He becomes our mediator, our high priest, and our connection to God, we speak directly to Almighty God, understanding that it is only through His Son, Jesus, that we have this privilege. We communicate through the Holy Spirit, who resides in us, translates our words into a meaningful exchange, and allows us to hear what our Father is saying to us. When we worship God, we do so through our own spirit, connecting to the Holy Spirit God placed inside us. How awesome! We are not to babble. That's talking idly, excessively, foolishly, or irrationally. Chanting fits this description. We are not to pray so others will be impressed. If we can't handle the temptation to try to impress people, then we shouldn't pray in public. 
Matthew 21, 20 says we are to pray with faith, believing in God. Honestly, why bother praying if we don't believe God is capable of doing anything? It's a waste of time to pray with doubt. Matthew eleven twenty five says that we are to pray with a clean heart, having our sins confessed, especially any unforgiveness. Oh, it's amazing how easily we can be offended. Here's an interesting verse, 1 Timothy 2, 8. I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. Holy hands are clean hands, as described in Psalm 24, 4, and are likened to incense or the evening sacrifice in Psalm 141, 2. When we enter into prayer, we are walking on holy ground. Walking on holy ground, making a joyful sound. Pouring strongholds down in Jesus' name. Walking on holy ground, making a joyful sound. Pouring strongholds down in Jesus' name. devotional that took me to the prayer in 1 Kings chapter 8 that King Solomon prayed after completing the building of the temple. 
Now, he was the wisest and wealthiest man in the whole world. What struck me the most was that he kept referring to himself, his father, King David, and all the people he prayed about as your servants. For example, verse 28 reads, Give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy, O Lord my God. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day. When's the last time you pictured yourself this way when you prayed? I know I don't, but I think I will from now on. One of the most admired pastors I knew wrote a book about his life entitled God's Little Errand Boy. His desire was to go about doing good. Oh, that we can have that kind of heart for God. We are always to pray according to God's will. If our heart is truly in tune with God, then we will pray that way. But so often we just utter an obligatory list nonstop and append it with, If it be thy will, I'm guilty of that too. The other day, though, I was praying for the Lord to help my voice clear up before I had to sing. I'd been suffering from nasal congestion big time and sounded like a raspy rock singer with little control. How I would have loved to have stayed in bed that day. I told God I was willing to sing impaired and rely totally on Him as I usually do, but this time I could sense He was saying, Just tell me what you want. So I said, God, I just want to enjoy it. And enjoy it I did. My throat was clear and my voice was good. Afterward, the problem returned, but I learned a valuable lesson. God really wants to give us the desires of our heart, especially when they can be used for His glory. But we have to ask. I believe in prayer. Try it. You'll like it. I have walked through nights that held no hope so all alone I have seen how much your life can change with the ringing of the phone but there is still a source of hope that you cannot ignore just pick up the broken pieces and bring them to the Lord I believe that there's a place to go where we can leave the blood Stay!
thank you for listening to Grace Notes. If you've been blessed by this ministry or would like a transcript or CD of this broadcast, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us again on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.